Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. This man that has a nickname always allowed to say with no shame. Monday, February twenty second, twenty twenty one. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You listen to Seggy Station podcast. I got some company coming through today as well. Got my guy, my NBA phenom, Rich Hot Takes Letty, coming through. All things NBA to get through today after a wild few nights in the NBA this past weekend. Throwing Friday night into that equation as well. Haven't met up with Rich since then. Looking forward to doing so. A lot of other sports stories to cover. Looking at across the world of sports. Deshaun Watson, QB Carousel, Cam Newton, Jimmy G, NFC, NFL offseason activities. I'm sorry. Really starting to crank up here over the next few weeks. Talked about college hoops and 20 days away now. From March Madness, March 14th, Selection Sunday, getting much closer to the hoops we all want to see as hoop fans. The March Madness tournament, brackets, all that's involved with that. And obviously you see good stories, obviously you see bad stories across the world of sports. I think I've been doing a lot of what's good, what's bad, mindset type of stuff here. Not only with my podcast, but just personally with covering the world of sports, looking at some of the sports topics and really coming in with some takes on it. Um, Always trying to be better, always trying to learn, always trying to get better here on my podcast, always trying to get better with my takes and always trying to grow and expand my podcast. And on a week where I'm coming up on now, my one-year anniversary of launching the podcast. I'm just happy to have Rich here on a week like this to get into some NBA. And he should be here any moment to do so. Fired up to do that. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk Microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect, as always. Really appreciate all the love and support shown for the podcast. You can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page, at Seggy Station. Also got the podcast out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Hopefully get your podcast there. You can always follow along and view the pod on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And always appreciate all the follows I can get there. Really wild few days in the NBA. Looking forward to catching up on them with Rich. Obviously a lot of NFL offseason activities taking place. With the NFL cap being set and teams looking to get things done before the April 29th NFL draft, I believe, coming up on just two months away. So lots to get done, lots to get in, in the offseason activities in the NFL. But that's kind of taking a backseat with the NBA really getting close now to the All-Star break, almost a third of the way through their season every team. You got officially now... The All-Star Game set for March 7th, and the NBA team's looking to get the second half of their schedule here relatively shortly. So it'll be interesting to see how all these things shake out for the NBA with, obviously, um, standings implicated, MVP, obviously, and power rankings. Looking at all the things that we're checking in on in the NBA should be... Good to do it today with Rich, and he's always got the flame when it comes to the NBA takes. I'm sure he's going to have something to say about the Nets. We'll get into some power rankings for sure, but it's definitely hoops time. NBA, college hoops, men's, women's, 
Obviously a lot more difficult in the college rankings with opt-outs, COVID situations, and everything going on. With the COVID vaccine pumping in, 15% of Americans apparently vaccinated, 30% of Americans potentially have had the virus, been seeing a good amount that, according to some medical professionals, they're projecting that the pandemic mostly gone by April, um... I guess everyone's going to read into how they feel about the pandemic going forward, when it's done, when it's not, if it's done, if it's not. Um, you know, it's something I knew we were going to get into at some point in time, and it seems like it's finally coming to be that time where we can decide, you know, to get back to relatively more normal things. Um, I'm not sure if it's ever going to be exactly the same. For some people, I'm sure it will be. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out, not only in the sporting world, but just in everyday life, obviously society and people getting back to things that they once loved to do, like to do. Obviously, all that comes into effect with still people losing uh, family members and friends and all that to this day. So it's, uh, it's tough. I think we'll get through it, obviously. And the sports world is seeming to just power through it, obviously driven by all the money and fandom and all the things that the sports world provides to, obviously, the people here. So I think uh, it'll be interesting to see the NBA having their all-star game. Uh, I'm not sure that I agree with it, but it is going to take place. And setup is going to be a one-night event so i think that'll be interesting obviously we can just tune in as fans and <clears throat> watch it just for a one-night event um i think having fans back in stands you're gonna have a few fans at the all-star game apparently um talks of fans at the ncaa single site tournament which i disagree with but seeing obviously we had some fans at nfl games seeing some fans now back in nba arenas and hearing it, uh, watching that Sells Pels game yesterday, 3:30, ABC went to overtime, 120-15, 120-115 final. I'm sorry, Pels end up winning the game, which was their largest comeback victory in team history. 24 points down in the third quarter, up against the Celtics, which man, they're reeling. I think uh, I think there's some question marks surrounding the Celtics and the future of Brad Stevens for sure. And I wonder if Rich will have something to say about that. Apparently Rich is here. What's good, Rich? Yo, what's going on, Seg? How we doing? Doing great, brother. Hey, just want to just throw this in real quick before we start out. I don't know if you know yep. this off the jump or not, but this week, this is my anniversary week for launching the podcast. Just wanted, oh, to, shit. just wanted to thank you personally. We're going through a whole year of doing the podcast. You've been obviously course, a big part of it and uh, fired up to get into the conversation today. So celebrating my anniversary week. I got some stickers coming through, bro. I'm about to hook Let's you up go. with a sticker. Yeah, it's real pump. Cleaning up my page. So really fired and, uh, up. And, and Smats and I get our own company credit cards soon, too. Yep, I think, you right? got that coming through for sure. And yep. yep, you don't have to pay for your sticker. Uh <laughs> had ty on the pod yesterday i was fire got to link up with ty had a little bit of lakers talk which yep. i think that's something we'll have to get into for sure but i think uh the best place to start here is with them brooklyn nets and i just want to say real quick um i know you want to talk about it uh, i hope you have the power rankings updated for me 
Um, I do. Because it is crazy that games happen so quick and, the, and you're playing so many games. I do think, like, before it was, like, a weekly power rankings was, like, a normal thing. Like, bro, you can do a power rankings, like, every two days in the NBA. Like, literally, like, there's so many games yeah. happening. Uh, but I did want to get into that. I can't remember if you had the Nets in your top five, the one we did the other day. But I think you I had them right, right outside the top five, potentially. But I just remember you bringing them up. When we did it the other day, I had Jazz, Clippers, 76ers, Nets, Lakers. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was going to put in the post today, uh, you know, a little gator sign that says like more. I was going to do rich rankings and then do that and then segs mm-hmm. rankings because yours were way better. Uh, here's the thing. This is how I started out the podcast today. The truth hurts, man. Not only in friendships, relationships, sports takes. Brady got me pretty bad. The Nets are getting me pretty damn good right now. And so is James Harden. I'll have to admit this to you. I've been watching a lot of these Nets games. I've been watching a lot of James Harden. I've been watching a lot of the Nets. I do like the Nets. I do think the Nets are a great team. And I'll tell you right now, James Harden has been playing incredible. I think he might be making his way up into the MVP ladder, potentially, now with what the Nets have been going on. Winning six straight games for them without KD. Y'all know the deal. They've been playing some tough teams, West Coast teams, And, you know, the biggest question is, oh, is this the best team in the East? Is this the best team in the NBA? I think we get a little bit too hot on that. Um, I do get that they made like 81 threes their past four games without Kevin Durant, which is crazy, and it's not all Katie Harden, these other guys stepping up, getting Katie back. I mean, this team obviously looks scary. This team obviously looks like a team that should come out of the East. But I do still have my concerns. Um, I'll give Harden his credit for sure. I'll give... The team and Steve Nash, some credit for sure for getting the defensive numbers down. It was 118 points per game, their first 25. Last five games, down 111. Um, you know, defense seems to be getting a little better, but not much better. And I do think that come playoff time, playoff basketball is always different. So we've talked about it a good amount, like the Bucs, uh, you know, being a really good regular season team. You've been on me with that, but really not being able to get it done in playoffs. I'm worried if that's a little bit what we're going to see from this team. Um, but as of right now, man, there's not much I could say because they're beating really good teams. They're moving up in the standings and Harden is gelling with the other guys. KD's not even there. And Kyrie seems to be having the time of his life. So I don't know. I'm not willing to say that they're better than the Sixers. I do think the Sixers are a better team right now in the East. If I were to say right now, um, but that could change. I do think Joel Embiid's a problem. I think Ben Simmons is a problem for them to be able to match up with one of those guys defensively. And I do think what Tobias Harris is doing is all-star worthy this season. Uh, but I'll let you get in real quick and comment on what's going on with the Nets for sure. Yeah, man. Um, Nets have looked good. Nets have looked really good. Honestly, it's been impressive. Um, I didn't think they would look that great with KD going down because there's a legit argument to make that Kevin Durant's the maybe the best player on this team defensively, which which is sad, a dude coming off, like, a year of not playing. But, like, there's a legit argument that, like, obviously he's not, like, d up the other team's point guard, like, top of the perimeter of the whole game. But, like, there's a legit argument to be made that, like, he's the most versatile defender on their team and obviously the best player, top, like, two, three player in the league. So him going down and them looking this good, we talked about it a little bit on the last the last podcast. It's the same, same argument you could make for the Blazers, kind of, like, if this team's looking this good now, imagine when they're fully healthy or they're gelling, figuring it out. And it's even more so the case with the Nets because I think they're still in the thing like they're getting better every game they play. And I think we're all sort of to blame to this. Like 
reacting a little too quickly to stuff. Like I'm usually a little bit more benefit of the doubt for Harden and stuff. And I think I even maybe react a little too quick. Like, Oh, this defense is terrible. Like, yeah, it's not good. It's not going to be good. But like, they were also just thrown together and kind of figuring it out. Like only playing bits and pieces of games together. Like when we were reacting to it and saying like, Oh, they're not going to, like I said it, you said it, like they're not going to make the conference finals. They'll be lucky to win around stuff like that. We were kind of reacting to them like at their absolute worst without any practice. And now we're seeing it sort of gel without Durant there. And it's really hard to imagine. The last thing I'll say is it's really hard to imagine any team in the league. It's Durant's different than anyone else. You put Durant on any team in the league, they get better. It's not hard to integrate Durant in. So, like, I think they'll be fine with Durant coming back. Now, just hold on a second there. I'm not ready to jump ship and say that they're going to be representing the East. I do, th- I do think they could have some struggles come playoff time. And I do think... That, like you said, as much as we were quick to judge them playing pretty bad, I think a lot of people are quick to judge them on a six-game win streak. What do you expect, dude? They got three of the top 20 NBA players, arguably, in the game. Um, Yeah, they're playing really well, and one of them's not even there. It is scary to see. But getting into the game last night, I did want to touch on the game a little bit last night. I don't know if you saw it, but PG PG had, I think he had 34 points, my brother was telling me, because I'm like, bro, he didn't even play down the stretch. He's like, bro, he had 20 or 34 points. I'm like, yeah, all right, on a why is he getting pulled out? And, yeah. you know, I give Harden a lot of flack, bro. But here's the thing. That was a flop. I'm not saying Kawhi got flat, fouled, but that was a flop on that call that was called for offensive. Really switched the game, and I saw it in the cells. Uh, You're talking about the play before? Kawhi's play the play before? Uh, I'm just talking, yeah. I'm talking about the one where Harden was driving. I have it up on my post. Oh, okay. There was uh, or Kawhi was driving, Harden was guarding him, and mm-hmm. Duke said there was it was a foul. I didn't think it was a foul, but they called an offensive foul on yeah. Kawhi because Harden literally yeah. flailed his face out of there, yeah. and they're giving LeBron all this shit about anti-flopping. And bro, that's the type of stuff where I'm seeing in the Cells Pels game. They're going over re- replay interview, bro. Forty a five minute NBA game that's one possession could take forty five minutes, and. I think the replay and, and all that is great and being able to do that. But I do think if you're not getting those calls right at the end of games, when you have it, is a problem when it's swaying one possession games or two possession games like we saw last night. I get it. The Nets win the game. KD's not there. But PG wasn't there in the back end. That kind of happens. It's still a close game. I'm yeah. still thinking the Clippers are potentially a better team than the Nets as well. And oh, even I though they lose the game... I do want to get into the power rankings 10 deep after this, but just comment on uh, the logistics of the game quickly. I, w- yes, I would last agree night. that the Clippers are still the scarier team, like if you have to face someone in a playoff matchup because they don't have as clear of a weakness as the Nets have, which is like clearly like their front court depth, big guys, and their defense for the Nets. But last night, so there was a play. You're right. It was a flop on Harden. There was a play before that, I think the exact play before that, where Kawhi had the ball on offense the play before and the Clippers had the ball was driving to the lane didn't even attempt to like go up for it and just kind of like got nudged and he was like uh and ran out of bounds and the refs just gave him the foul when there was like no call there so me personally I was just kind of like yeah you deserve that quiet for that last bullshit play but it was 100% a flop on Harden on that play but the tough thing is like I don't even I don't even blame Harden this is a problem with the league and the officials like yeah he flopped he like threw his head back but like the ref shouldn't have called that. And I think the announcer, I forget who was announcing that game, if it was Van Gundy or not. The, the ref said it perfectly. Like, first off, it was technically a foul on Harden by Kawhi, if you're going like by technicalities of what a foul is. Because Harden had his arm on Kawhi, and then Kawhi pushed back. But like, neither of the two should have been a foul. Unless it's like a real hit, 
the ref shouldn't be deciding the outcome of a game like that. If it's like ticky, like anytime you drive to the hoop with the game on the line, there's going to be some form of contact. The ref should not be calling a foul unless it's like on the arm contact, fucking up your shot. If it's like on the ground, it it just shouldn't have been called a foul. Like I, you can legitimately argue it was a like Duke said, it was a foul on Harden before uh, before uh, Kawhi, and I, I think that's a reasonable take. I just don't think either should have been a foul. It's like ticky tack fouls shouldn't be called at the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, but like, like dude, no here's my here's my point on this, and the bell's gonna go quick. I do want to get your response on this, though. I'm listening to Steve Jabby, who's like a he's an NBA referee from '86 to 2011. Funny name, right? Yeah. We talk about him all the time, but he's a he's yeah. a long time standing referee. He's talking in the telecast last night during the uh, the Pels C's game, which I do want to also get into real quick after this. Uh, but he's basically saying, bro, like we missed like these calls where the ball gets tipped off, and you're able to review that now. You're reviewing some of these calls, bro. He's saying we missed like fifty percent of those before they had instant replay. The fact that you have it, it's great. I think it's stupid you only give one challenge, and I think it's stupid you're not getting the calls right at the end of games then when you have it. And that's my whole point. Why wasn't that reviewed and and you see him flopping out of there and you're like, bro, we're not calling that a foul. Did they even review it? Like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is good? They did not review it. Kawhi said to challenge. They had no challenges left. And the officials, I forget the exact ruling, but the officials can only, like, auto-review on their own a few specific things. And, like, offensive foul, like, what for a non-score isn't one of them. It's like they can only review buckets. The two things that should be rules, and you kind of touched on both of them, We've said this a hundred times. One, obviously, if you use a challenge and you get it right, you should get a challenge back. Yeah, I agree. There's no sense why you're penalized for using a challenge. Yeah. Two, I understand why there are specific things you can't review because it'll just make the game go way too long. But if you're already reviewing something and you see something that's wrong, there's specific things like you're not allowed to change. Like if you're reviewing a goaltending call and you see a foul, you're not allowed to call the foul and be like, oh, wait, this shouldn't have even been a goaltending because of that foul. They have to be like, well, we have to ignore that foul now. If you see something that is clear and evident, even if it wasn't what you went to the replay for, that changes the result of the replay, they should be able to call it. And right now they're not. And that's I think that's the two big issues for like refing right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do want to touch on that Cells P's game, uh, that Pell's C's game, though. I, I, said it be- <laughs> I said it before you came. Uh, it was the largest comeback victory ever for the Pelicans, 24 points. Uh they were down in the third quarter. Uh, you know, like, dude, the end of that game was so good, bro. Like, it just reminds me, like, it's just a random NBA game. And Sundays are so empty without football, but just being able to watch something like that on a Sunday, just a random 330 slotted NBA game going that good, um, was incredible. I do just need to throw this in there and get your take on it as well. Uh, you know, you're hearing the I thought at first, I'm like, bro, are they pumping in noise? All I'm hearing is like defense! defense and like bro i haven't heard like uh, fans in the stands at games while i've been watching them in so long i'm like yo what is good like are they pumping in noise what now they had some fans there's been some fans in some nba arenas and i just do need to say bro it sounds so good as a sports fan to be hearing that again just that i feel i feel like it sounds louder because there's less people but you can just hear it because i don't know there's not as much i don't know it just sounds so loud bro they're like yeah there's 1500 people here bro it sounded like that place was packed defense defense it was fucking great. It really imagine. a great game. Uh, but I think the I think the Celtics are in trouble. And I th- I don't know if you saw this, but Ryan Saunders got off uh, got fired. We talked about first coach to get fired. I love when we cover something that happens. We talked about first one to get. He was the best odds to do so. Forty three and ninety four, whatever his record. Not great. We all knew it was was coming at some point. What was going on? But I do think when we looked at some of those other odds, I think Brad Stevens is on the hot seat, bro. I think for real, the Celtics, bro, this, something's wrong with the Celtics, bro. Them blowing a game like that, them looking the way they have this year, 
Mind you, I think they're sitting like they're sitting slightly ahead of the Knicks, bro. Like I, I don't have them in my top ten power rankings of Celtics. And if I had to get 11, 12 deep, I probably wouldn't have them there either. I would potentially have the Knicks above the Celtics. And I'm being dead ass. I'm not even trying to sound hot right now. I do think something's wrong with the Celtics. Kemba, Brad Stevens, something. And they, they're known for being aggressive. I think they're going to have to be really aggressive here before the trade deadline. Or they're going to be in some serious trouble. A team that we all think is contenders in the East. Bro, I don't know. I don't know what's good with them. But I'm worried. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take. I, I would say the Celtics almost for sure finish the season higher with a higher seeding than the Knicks do. But in terms of right now, the Celtics are only a half game in front of the Knicks. The Knicks are six and four in their last ten. The Celtics are four and six. So like I think it's I think it's very log- logical or I think you could debate it pretty easily, but I think it's like fifty fifty for like which one's ahead of which right now in like the power rankings. Yeah, Celtics have been tough. I don't think Brad Stevens on the hot seat. I think still think he's a good coach. I'm not gonna discredit everything because of like a rough, you know, stretch here i think them missing marcus smart's huge because their backcourt without marcus smart it's like peyton pritchard jeff teague and kemba walker that's three terrible defenders kemba walker's been on and off some games hopefully he's looking better by the postseason he has some like good halves good quarters then kind of disappears he's never been strong on defense i think they're missing marcus smart a bunch i mean i don't even need to get into it too much because i've said it like 10 times on here i think their biggest issue is pretty glaring they need more like nba like 25 plus minutes a game talent like they don't have a lot of that especially with marcus smart hurt like they have a decent rotation of three centers but none of them are like a guy like oh i need him out there the whole time it's basically just the Jalen brown and jason tatum show right now like aside from with marcus smart hurt right now aside from Jalen brown campbell walker um jason tatum and their centers these are the other guys getting minutes aaron naismith a rookie Peyton Pritchard, a rookie, Semi Ojale, who plays like 20 minutes and puts up like nothing and is a decent guy. Those are literally the three guys who aren't centers and they're three main guys. So it's like you just need some, they, they just need some legit more NBA level talent. They definitely need Marcus Smart back. Yeah, I think my- they're, I don't have them in my top 10 either. I think they'll be better by the time the postseason comes around. But in past year, I viewed them as like a contender to get to the finals. I don't. I don't view them as that right now this year. Here's my thing, Rich. Like, how many? 43 and 94, bro. That's, what is that? He's coached the team for two seasons, Ryan Saunders. I don't know if you saw this, but they're they're not bringing a guy up from the bench. They're bringing somebody from the Raptors over to be an assistant from the Raptors to be their head coach. I mean, they already had their guy. They already knew who they wanted. I thought they brought their assistant up as their head coach. No, no, Raptors Uh, assistant. Which, by the uh, way, you never see this in the NBA where you go and get another guy mid-season from another team. I mean, it was was crazy to see. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, like, they already had this guy, like, like locked in or something? I don't know. But that's kind of my thing with uh, my Brad Stevens take is – Dude, well, like, do we not expect the Celtics to be in the playoffs? Do we not expect the Celtics to be contending in the NBA? Uh, like, they've been there. Um, but I do think this year you run out, and I've been here. I think it was Legler saying it, where, like, you have so much time, a window as a coach with this talent that you obviously have. And I get it, the Celtics are young, but, like, are they going the right direction? Like, it seems like they're going the wrong direction after what we saw last year from the bubble. Is that a little bit on Brad Stevens? I think so. I'm not sure. Like, I I think Brad Stevens is a great coach. I'm not saying he's not, but I do think time runs out if you're not performing what you should be, and it doesn't seem the Celtics are performing up to the expectations a lot of people have for them. I get what you're saying. My thing would be more if I'm looking at someone, it's going to be Danny Ainge because, like, my thing's the roster. I don't think it's a talented enough roster right now. I would literally take 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think, over any young duo in the league. I'm just trying to, like, think of other ones in my head, like Booker and Aiton, maybe even Luka and Porzingis, just as, like, the two of them, even though Luka's going to be great. Like, I love those two guys. So, like, I think that's a little bit on Brad Stevens for not getting more out of them since those two have been healthy more. But I just think they don't have a good enough roster outside of those two guys. And they're really missing Marcus Smart. Like, a lot of this, this big, they haven't been great all year, but this big collapse coincided with Marcus Smart going down, who's, like, guards the team's best backcourt player, which is usually a team's best player in this day and age. Yeah, true. All right, real quick before we get into these rankings, you add Joel Embiid with a 50-burger. First one since Dirk Nowitzki. First seven-footer uh, to get 50 since Dirk Nowitzki 06. First sixter since Allen Iverson. You had Jamal Bur- Maul Murray with a 50-burger in the same night. Uh, didn't hit a free throw. First NBA player to not even attempt a free throw and score 50. Did it on like 80% field goal percentage. It was just ridiculous what he did. So, Joel Embiid, you had him two at MVP. I think I was wrong about that. He's definitely two at MVP. Jamal Murray, bubble. Jamal Murray, is he back? And Anthony Edwards, he had the craziest dunk we've ever seen, I think, this season particularly out of a rookie in the NBA as well. But he had seven points and was 0-7 from three in the game. Heard people talking about it a little bit. Like, bro, give the guy a break. But at the same time, do we expect him to be doing a little bit more than that with throwing down dunks like that, being the number one overall pick? Like, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Real quick thing on that, because it was a huge hot topic on Twitter because this guy, Nate Duncan, was basically like, well, like commenting the dunk, like, well, he was this, this, and this. Like, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation about him being a number one pick and not having a good game. It's lame as fuck when you see the dunk of the year to respond to it and be like, well, oh, of this and oh, of this, and he only had the, like, dude, fuck you, stop being a downer on everything. If you want to have a separate conversation about that, make your own tweet, make your own column about it. He's like an NBA analyst or whatever. Don't fucking respond to the coolest dunk of the year being like a sourpuss about it. That was the whole thing there, I think. Yeah, I agree. I just been hearing a lot of people talk about it. I think they're being a little bit hard on the kid for sure. Yeah. Like, bro, like, chill. Like, they just fired their coach. It's a fucking dumpster fire out there. And if anything, the it's fact exciting, that he's throwing though, down like dunks like that, like, come on, bro. He's got some potential for sure. Like, let's just He's chill. only a third of the way into his first season, and we just saw, like, Honestly, like, I know there's crazier dunks, like DeAndre Jordan, some Blake Griffin, like a Baron Davis one on Kirilenko. Like, there have been some crazy dunks over the years in, like, my time watching basketball. Like, D. Wade one on Barajal. But, like, that was – I'm sure I'm wrong on this, but that was definitely one of, like, the two, three best dunks I've seen even in the last, like, three years, I feel like. So, yeah, it was unreal. Like, and for him to be doing that, which was one-third into his career, like, this dude's going to have some highlights. Yeah, no, for real. That was – I love the Ant-Man. Love the Ant-Man. Big Anthony Edwards guy. Uh, all right, let's get into these. So I wanted to go 10 deep. I'll read you mine first. Uh, teams are powering, or teams are MVP. Yeah, teams. Okay. Um, so I st- even though the Jazz, they, they had their first loss of the calendar month to the Clippers the other night, um, I do think the Jazz are still the best team uh, right now if I had to rank them, even though they lost one game in fucking 22 games. Like, chill. Like, they're going to lose a couple games. They're not going to win all the way out. I do think they have the best roster, best depth, and they're playing the best continuity-wise. Coach all the way down. Um, Donovan Mitchell's been unreal and Gobert. So I would have them one. Clippers, I would have them two. Because even though they lost to Nets last night, bro, PG, if he's in that game at the end, and if that is cleaned up a little bit with those calls that we talked about, I'm not so sure that game doesn't go to overtime and then there might be a different result. I get the Nets win the game, and 
everything's talking about that. But I do think that showed me a lot about the Clippers, a team that I needed to see stuff from in games like that. And when PG is missing towards the back end, I'm going to stay with that. I'd then go 76ers because I think Joel Embiid should be in the two-slot MVP ladder. He's got the best PR in NBA history right now as a seven-footer. I mean, what he's doing is literally incredible. Then we'll go Nets. I got the Nets above the Lakers strictly because I think the Lakers are in trouble, man. I talked about it with T.Y. yesterday. I don't need to get back into it. But I think LeBron's MVP chances are a little bit in trouble. And the Lakers maintaining their spot in the standings in terms of I'm talking like one through four bro like I'm worried about the Lakers I know Dennis Schroeder's not there as well but I still have them five and then I go Suns Blazers Raptors Bucks Pacers I know real I know I went real fast through the six to ten Bucks okay so we have a very very similar list a lot of stuff not the same but like one spot off all right Jazz first, Clippers second for me. I don't have much to add. You said it. Those were both of mine last week as well. No changes there. I know they played each other and the Clippers won, but the Jazz have just looked like the better team. They've been more healthy, been more consistent. I'm not moving the Jazz from one. Jazz one, Clippers two. This is where I don't disagree with yours. I had Nets three and um, 76ers four, Lakers five. So the only difference in my whole list from last week when we did this is last week I had the Sixers three, Nets four, and this week I swapped them. Nets are on a six-game win streak without their best player, maybe on both ends of the court. The Sixers are like five and five, not like five and five. Sixers are five and five in their last ten. Nets are seven and three in their last ten. And the Nets have been playing, like you touched on earlier, legitimately good teams without their best player and winning. Yeah. Not to knock what the Sixers are doing because Joel Embiid's having a historical year where we'll get to. They have been playing like the Kings and Bulls and some teams that are terrible against Bigs and Joel Embiid's eating them up. I've just been, it's not a knock on the Sixers, just more impressed with the Nets' wins while being without KD and this team that can't play defense, just beating some of these legitimate contenders in the Suns, Lakers, some of these other teams. Yep. So top five, Jazz, Clippers, Nets, 76ers, Lakers. Yep. I had six and seven switched. Six is Blazers, seven is the Suns. It's kind of the same principle. Blazers missing a lot of their guys and have just looked really good. They're about the same record as the Suns and have been more shorthanded, so I'll give them the nod on that. But Real tough loss close. to the Wizards the other night, though. Damn. Yeah, that was tough. That was pretty tough. Wizards are on a, have the Four second, game win streak. Uh, Let's highest go, win streak in the league. Four-game win streak. Yep. Um, that brings me into number eight and nine. Eight's the Bucks. Nine's the Raptors. I almost had the Raptors above the Bucks, honestly. They have this. They have tied for the second longest win streak in the league with the Wizards right now. That's what I got. Versus the Nets, they're back to they're back to fifth in the East. So I have the Bucks eight, Raptors nine. But honestly, wanted to put the Raptors above them. Tenth spot, I was debating the Pacers. I ended up going with the Spurs. Honestly, um, they the only tough part about this is they had some games canceled in the last week because of everything going on in Texas. Yep. They're seven and three in their last ten, sitting at sixteen and eleven, six in the West. It was between them and the Pacers. The breaker was Pacers are four and six in their last ten. Spurs are seven and three. So they've been a little hotter recently. So I went with them, but it was between the Spurs or Pacers. So very similar. You and I did not have many teams in the same ranking, but swip swapped a bunch of them one and two. Fair. I think the uh, I wanted to get into this with you real quick, uh, just off the rankings. I think I think the Raptors are better than the Bucks, dude. Uh, I, I think right now. Fair. Uh, maybe not going forward, but I think right now, I think we talked about Van Vliet a bunch. They're 15 and 0 without Kyle Lowry this season. I think Kyle Lowry is going to get moved, bro. Kyle Lowry needs to get to a team that needs a, a guy like stat. Kyle. Lowry. I didn't know that. 
That's a wild yeah, they're stat. undefeated without him. He's been in the rumors before. He's been there forever. And I get it. It's Kyle Lowry. But, like, bro, they're winning without him. You don't think he could help the Lakers right now? You don't think he could help another team that's contending right now? Looking for some more guard play, Kyle Lowry defensive be, play. I mean, he would be sought out if he was on the market. Uh, Celtics, Celtics and Mavericks were the teams talked about a lot for him, and both of them would be great fits. I don't know if the Lakers could make the Lakers can't make a trade for him work. I don't think money wise, but Celtics and Mavericks would be two very interesting ones for Lowry. Yeah, true. But I do think uh, I saw and I did this yesterday, dude. The uh, the Bucks they're they're six and zero against the Pistons and Cavs, and they're ten and twelve against everyone else. Like they're feasting on two bad teams. Uh, Giannis, I think that there's a lot to be said about what what he's playing like right now. Like he's still having a great season, but his shooting is affecting them a bit. And I think we'll have to see. Uh, you know what that does going for. I did want to just. I think it's similar to the Marcus Smart thing with them, and we've touched on it. They're just missing Bledsoe or not Bledsoe. Drew they're Holiday, missing, uh, yeah. Holiday, who's just the only guy that can lock up perimeter uh, guards, and they're getting and Chris Middleton. I've seen a lot of not here, but like on some other stuff I follow and podcasts. A lot of people say that Chris Middleton is better than Jimmy Butler, which is the most like asinine no. analytics based no. take I've ever seen. Chris Middleton's the most inconsistent player in the entire world. There's so. Chris Middleton is the most like analytic friendly player because of the 50, 40, 90 and his shooting splits. But like even without Drew Holiday out, like I know he's not a point guard naturally, but like he just has these games where I'll have like 12 points. Like how do you have the ball in your hands that much and have 12 points and like five assists? Okay. So yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. But I, I think, and let's get into a little bit of the MVP ladder, but I think this is what leads me into this. Like, back to back MVP is Giannis, but is Drew Holiday not the most valuable player of that team right now? Like, I hear Colin Coward say it all the time, and I'm like, yo, dude, that you cannot say that, you know, Drew Holiday is MVP over Giannis. Like, it sounds crazy, but he kind of makes the point where I'm like, yeah, like, we see it right now a little bit with this whole Anthony Davis being out with LeBron, and LeBron really not playing great, and how much everyone was like, oh, that hurts LeBron. I think it only helps having a guy like Anthony Davis for LeBron's MVP stuff. So... It's interesting would, to me when you talk most valuable player on a team, but like, do you get where I'm? You get where I'm coming in a little bit on that? Yeah, I get it. But my my argument on the other side of that would be like, if you really want to do that, like, is the team better if you take Holiday off or if you take Giannis off? Like, they're hurting without Holiday, but like, the team's just straight up not a good team if you take Giannis off the team. So there's no way Holiday is more valuable than Giannis. But you can argue it in like the sense of like, I heard it argued for the Nets on like first take and stuff like. DeAndre Jordan's the most valuable player because, like, he they need him to play like a competent big man yeah, defender yeah. role to win, which is true. But yeah. like at the end of the day, it's like uh, the best guy is still the most important guy. Yeah. So, all right. So, do you still got LeBron one? Then I think he's shaky, bro. I think he's shaky. No, I don't. I think. I, I think it's at this point for me. It's like I'm saying it because I want it to happen, but I honestly don't think I can have him one right now. Even after just having him there last couple days ago, like. Last two games have been tough for me. What Joel Embiid's doing, what Dame Lillard's doing, and I get they lose a game. But even looking at, you know, James Harden, and I hate saying it, but, like, damn, bro, like, James Harden's putting up way better numbers right now and leading the league in assists when you're just comparing them to what LeBron has been doing recently. And you think, obviously, LeBron's going to have to step it up with Anthony Davis being out, and he hasn't done that over the past two games. I think something could change, but... At the same time, I'm a little bit worried, bro. Like, I was telling my brother, but, like, he needs Dennis Schroeder there, a guy that can go score, because right now, to me, it just looks like he's playing one-on-five a lot of possessions, and he's shooting 08 from three, and they're not going to win that way. 
So yeah. he needs somebody that can score with him so he doesn't have to rely on just himself and, like, Kyle Kuzma, which, by the way, I like Kyle Kuzma. But, like, he's not the dude, bro. Like, I don't know what's good with Kyle Kuzma and everyone's saying, like, oh, man, and, like, even LeBron's like, dude, he's going to take a leap. Bro, Kyle Kuzma has never been that guy for the Lakers. And it, and it, I don't know what's the deal with that for me. But I don't know. But I am just curious to see if you think what you got for just MVP ladder right now. Yeah, so mine switched a little bit. It, nothing. It's really not against LeBron. I mean, the teams, I still think there's a good case to make. Like, if you're betting on it to say LeBron MVP at the end of the year, if you think he can just keep the ship, the ship afloat without Schroeder. And, uh, I mean, Schroeder should be back relatively soon, I think, but without AD for, like, maybe a month or so because he's going to have to put up some big numbers. But right now, after the week Joel Embiid just had, I mean, I know I knocked them a little bit in the power rankings because the power rankings focuses a little more on the teams. But, like, for the NBA or the MVP, I'm not looking at, like, the teams he was playing. Like, I don't care that he torched the Bulls, but, like, or that it was against the Bulls, but this dude just torched the Bulls. Like, had one of the better big man games we've seen in a long time. Yeah, but let me just say something real quick. You can finish off your take. Go ahead. Go ahead. 50, 50, 17, and 5 against the Bulls. Yeah. And his other games in the last week since we did the MVP ladder thing were like a 31 and 17 and like a 28 and 17 against the Rockets and Raptors. Like the dude's just having unreal games. I so do like, want to say he, he's doing that and he's doing it on back to backs. Like, cause they're playing a bunch yep. of games. We, t- we question him, you know, missing games. He's not missing many games. He's playing back to backs. And I did want to say in that Bulls game, though, tell me that's not Zach Levine showing he should be an all star starter. Tell me, Zach Levine, he's had seven straight 30-point games, or seven out of his eight last games are 30 points. Wait, who was the starter? Kyrie? Kyrie's the starter? Yeah, Kyrie and Brad Beal. I agree agree with Brad Beal, but I think Zach Levine should be a starter for for Kyrie Irving. I think the only, and not that they hand-select and pick it, there is something weird about having Brad Beal and Kyle Lowry as the two backcourt starters. Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. In in a conference with, like, Kyrie, Harden, but, but, like, Jalen Brown, but like you're right, they have been having. They have, I know you're right, they have been having probably the best season. I think you're right, I think he probably deserved it over Kyrie. I'm not gonna argue that, yeah. Um, all right, anyway, so Embiid, Embiid, I had first, LeBron, I bumped down to two. I still yep. think there's a very good argument that he's gonna win it. I think you, uh, I forget what mine was last week. I think you had, oh no, actually, we both, I had lowered it three last week, I kept yeah. lowered it three. I just think it's really impressive what he's been doing, keeping this team afloat. Uh, that still leaves Jokic at number four. So really the only main switch in those top four was in B to one, Braun to two. Five spot was my big switch, and I think there's an argument that he's number four. You've touched on it. I got James Harden up into the five where I had Giannis last week. The Nets have just been on an absolute roll. I think there's a very – even th- looking at it right now, I almost want to put him above Jokic, but I won't do that because Jokic has been doing it all season. And I think you do have to factor her in, like, this isn't power rankings. This isn't just the last, like – week or something like Harden did have the stretch with the Rockets at the beginning of the year where like he wasn't being as productive to his team yeah so, like I'll factor I'll factor that in if it wasn't for that I'd probably maybe have him above Lillard in the three spot but like I'll factor that in and I have him at the five but I think there's an argument he could be ahead of Jokic but Jokic's been having a hell of a year I know you didn't ask for this but my two second to ten is Giannis six Steph seven Kawhi eight Chris Paul nine who I didn't have in my top ten last week and Luka ten yeah I like that uh trying to think yeah i chris paul needs to be in the conversation steph curry for sure um but he uh dame lillard like i said i think he needs to be in the top three jokic it's tough because jokic is playing just as good as Embiid as a big man but Embiid's playing 
that much better with a better record. So it's kind of it just like hurts. Embiid's a better defender. It just hurts Jokic. Yeah, it just hurts Jokic uh, that Embiid's having that good of a season. Just for Jokic's case, for me. So I think Embiid's got him beat pretty good. So then you just get into like obviously Braun and then guards, and I think you know having Kawhi, PG, CP3, Luca, all those guys, they're definitely in the conversation along with Giannis, who I do think has been sliding for sure. Um, Let's see. I wanted to see if I had. I did want to get uh, just into this with you quick. Um, so I think fans, I think obviously fans at the NBA games, you know, we saw fans at NFL games even during through the COVID. Uh, you know, it's if you can do it and it's safe, obviously, and you can hear at least some fans, I think that's good for sports, man. Like having silent sports arenas, um, I don't think is as ideal, obviously, for sports fans. Um, but I do, but I do come kind of into question with what the NCAA is doing. And I don't know if you saw this, but I mean, they're, they're having a single site tournament. We're having March Madness. They didn't have it last year. Canceled due to the pandemic. They're talks about doing a bubble and all things fine and dandy. Seven negative tests for these guys, players, coaches, everybody involved to get into the bubble. Okay, fine. I just mind everybody. Every time I talk about this, these dudes aren't paid. And March Madness is going to be great. It always is. But you're asking these guys to do this now, not being paid. Now, after all that was set up, I think it was a month or two back ago, we've, we've been covering that for a minute. Bro, now the NCAA is saying, and I get things, people are getting a little more vaccinated. Things are a little bit more under control with the COVID. I understand that. But now they're saying 25% capacity? Not a good look for me, bro. Not a good look for me. Like, why? Like, you're, you're already be- begging into question, well, should we even do this? It's got to be single site. How are we going to formulate all these teams being here? Negative, te- all this bullshit to get into a bubble. And then you're just going to allow fans. Dude, stop calling it a bubble. It's not a fucking bubble. This is not what the <laughs> NBA did. Like, they're saying, oh, the NCAA bu-. Bro, it's not a fucking bubble. You're letting fans in at 25% capacity. And yeah. I just disagree with it, man. Like, I would hate to see something go wrong with this little single-sided bubble shit that they have going on because they decided to let in 25 capacity fans, which I'm not saying it is. And I'm not saying, oh, bro, I don't want to see fans at games because that's not what I'm about, bro. I love going to games. That's my thing. But I'm just trying to see and tote the fine line here. Like, we're just getting March Madness back. We're seeing all the opt-outs postponement, not only in college football, but in college basketball, who has a ranked team number one seeded who just missed three weeks like you got teams missing multiple weeks going to this tournament and you're gonna say that we should have fans after saying bro not gonna have any like this is the type of shit with me bro where i just look at the ncaa and i look at everything going on i get it things change but like not just is so dumb and it just takes in my opinion a lot of what they're trying to do which is have a march madness again you know with a great tournament with, with now, this has to get talked about because, they, I don't know, I, it's just that's just the way I feel about it. I think it's not a good look. Yeah, it's just naturally people getting a little greedy um, in terms, not fans, just like people running the organizations just trying to get more money back. To like, oh, like, it's like starting off in little pieces. Like, oh, let's just see if we could just have the tournament. Like, oh, there's a good plan, plan together to have the tournament. Like, could we put it in a bubble? Oh, perfect. All right, can we add fans to that bubble? Like, they're just keep going to keep doing these little steps until, like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the amount of people goes up if they say something before then. It's like, oh, actually, the cases are down. 
we were projecting them to be at this, and now they're at this, so we're actually going to roll out 40%. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens. They're just kind of trying to – I can't entirely blame them for it. I think you're right. I think all in all, if you're just trying to have the tournament and present your product, yeah, you got to just be like, okay, we're going to lose a little bit of money, not have fans in. But they're trying to be like, well, what if we made, like, 5% more money? What if we made 10% more money and let people in? And I think you're right. I think it's a big risk because it all in all, like you're making no money if you don't have the TV deals, you're not airing the games. Like, yeah, it's nice to have the revenue from people in the seats and ticket money and like purchasing merchandise, food, stuff, whatever. But like, uh, I think at the end of the day, you want to make sure you have all the games and get to a national championship or else what was it for? So I agree with you. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep doing what they're doing and extending it a little more and a little more, but I agree with you overall. All right, word. Uh, I did want to get in. Yeah, we'll get into that bracket stuff for sure. Ty uh, always says he's a big bracket guy. Uh, yeah, March for selection Sunday, March fourteenth. March fourteenth. So. My college basketball watching this year, not much at all. I watched a little bit of UConn Villanova the other day. UConn lost to Villanova. That's a little upsetting. Yeah, they're slated as the last four in. I'm not sure they're going to get yep. there. Um, it'll be, it'll be an interesting tournament for sure. An interesting bracket. Yeah. Um, I did have some like random NFL stories, but I also had some reads and what are you doing? You gotta get out of here or what? I'm chilling, I can stay for a little bit. I'm about to do I'm about to just take a quick break, do my reads and grab my drink and then uh, I'll ask you a few of these NFL ones before I get out of here. Word, sounds good. Alright, you're good for about five ten. Alright, be right back right. in the Seggy Station. Cool. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Second Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout out to Rescue Mutt to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in a household, but in love and companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this. Get yourself a little pet friend like mine. It's your local animal shelter, your pound, and nursery. Save their life and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Celebrating Black History Month always, 30th anniversary of the Fab Five. Juwan Howard, a member of the Fab Five, is leading Michigan to what's going to be a number one seed. You can probably pick them in the bracket, Rich. Uh, I think you should be National Coach of the Year. They had a three-week layoff, Selection Sunday, March 14th. They take down Wisconsin, then they take down Ohio State this weekend. Watch out for Michigan in the tournament. Pat Mahomes, welcome a baby girl on Saturday. Sterling Sky Mahomes, shout out Pat. I was saying in the NBA when dudes been having babies, they've been going off. Yo, Pat Mahomes is going to go off next year, no doubt. Group from the Mavs, uh, they head or headed, I'm sorry, by Mark Cuban, Luka Doncic, band together to donate 1.25 million towards Texas Emergency Relief. Also included Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba. Dwight Powell and Mavs CEO Clint uh, Milano. Uh, Max Homa wins the Genesis Invitational Open in a playoff after play was suspended in round three. I believe that took place yesterday. Minus 12. A lot of low scores on the PGA Tour this week. John Hopkins, public health expert, says the pandemic could be, quote, mostly gone by April. Just covering that a little bit with Rich. See how that turns out. But when you think about it like this, Rich, uh, 15% of people have been vaccinated, apparently. 30% of people have gotten the virus. So it's close to 50%. Something called herd immunity. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really as scared as I once was, to be honest, bro. Uh, I'm just going to mask up, you know, wash my hands, just keep doing what I'm doing. I uh, hope people do the same. 
Tiger Woods, non-committal on the Masters, um, as his back heals, his fist surgery that he had. Rich talked about it a little bit. Marcus Smart likely out through the All-Star break. The NHL is doing some outdoors at Lake Tahoe. Deion Sanders, Rich, did you see these? Deion Sanders won his college debut football playoff. Why is he college? Why is a college football team having a debut right now? I was confused about that. I mean, he he won it fifty three to zero up against some team called Edward something. I'm like, bro, what what the hell is he even playing in? Like this. I saw that, yeah. I'm like, what? And then apparently there's like a thing where he had something stolen while he was. Like, I'm like, I'm like, this whole thing with Deion Sanders is whack right now. Uh, crazy though. They won fifty-three to zero in his debut. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And then, finally, there's some OBJ possible trade rumor drama. We've been hearing that a lot recently, but I've been hearing it a lot more. And I've been hearing that he's potentially suited to go to the Buccaneers. In which case, by the way, I told my brother this this morning. If OBJ goes to the Bucks, not only I will be so mad at OBJ. I'll hate OBJ, honestly. Hate's a strong word. I'd be I would literally hate the man. Uh really hope that does not happen. Like, dude. You can't hate him for a trade. Ah, that'd be so tough if he ended up going to the Bucks, man. I really hope OBJ can get right though. Like he hasn't been right in a minute. And uh if it's not for Saquon Barkley, I think OBJ is gonna be comeback player of the year this year in the NFL. Heard it here first. Tune back in. Listen, Seggy Station podcast, Nick Segling here. You got Rich, Hot Takes Letty. We talked a bunch of NBA in the first segment. Much love for Rich coming through on my one-year anniversary week of launching the pod. Glad we got to get something in, bro. Uh, I did got a couple of NFL topics for you that I saw this morning just off the jump. Uh, I didn't cover it the other day with TY. I had it uh, with TY, so I wanted to cover it now. Which is, I told Chu, bro, look out, Deshaun Watson, he's going to go to the Broncos. It's it's slowing down a bit, but it's still in there. Uh, I think the Panthers are really getting up into there as the team that is really trying to make the strongest move for Deshaun Watson. Um, that'd be good for me. Um, I think, like I was telling my brother, Deshaun Watson and CMC, bro, that's going to, Brady ain't going to be able to beat that. That's going to be, that's going to be elite, bro. And I know... I know that it's like, oh, man, you can't just go there and fucking take the bro. We saw Brady go and do that, and we know what Brady is on the back end of his career. Like, Deshaun Watson's 25. I think if Deshaun Watson winds up in Carolina, it'd be great for, obviously, Carolina fans. I think it's, regardless of where Deshaun Watson ends up, it's going to be great, which is why I said, hey, man, there's some bunch of teams this man can go to. He's in a bunch of rumors. He's got a no-trade clause. It's a big obviously messy pool what's going on with Deshaun Watson but I'm still going to keep my fingers crossed that he heads I'm sorry ends up on the Denver Broncos and Vic Vangio gets fired by the end of the month that would be I'd be ecstatic I only got like five more days for that to happen or whatever it is six seven more days uh but yeah I'm gonna keep my fingers on crossed on that one uh Rich thoughts on Deshaun Watson just real quick um we talked about him obviously a good amount but he's obviously the main offseason story it's just more and more coming out about Deshaun Watson where he's at just curious of maybe where you're at with Deshaun Watson as he's kind of made his case they've made their case as in the Houston Texans and this just seems to be an all-out stalemate and I don't know I don't know what they're going to do because I think the best opportunity right now is to trade him right now and they're not doing it you got a lot of teams that are bidding for him 
If he goes and is sitting out, like that's not going to be a good time to trade him. Obviously, teams are starting up their season as well. It's like it seems to be a mess with a lot of the Texans front office saying, bro, we ain't we ain't taking calls. We're not trading this man. And Deshaun Watson says, bro, I'm out. So, I mean, to me, that looks like holdout all up in the air. No doubt about it. I, to be honest, I haven't been keeping up too much with what's been like different, what's changed in the last few weeks. But I think the Panthers would be a great one. I think the only difference, like, I mean, I get the argument of the Buccaneers thing, and like you just get a bunch of explosives, all offensive pieces, and you're automatically a contender. I think the difference is, even though the Buccaneers defense had some struggles, I don't know if the Panthers defense would be on the level the Buccaneers was, but like, yeah, I think that's an automatic contender. Probably maybe not like a favorite or as much as a favorite as the Buccaneers were, just because. We've seen Tom Brady do it so many times. They had a roster of guys who have kind of done it. Not that AB had won, but like bring Antonio Brown in, bring in Brown, stuff like that. Great, great defense. So I wouldn't put it on like the Bucks and Tom Brady level, but I would put it higher excitement in terms of like fan value for me. Like I'd honestly be more excited as a just a fan of football to see uh, 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 McCaffrey and Deshaun Watson playing together than I was for like Brady coming to the Bucks this year, just because it's like two young guys in their prime that are explosive, fun guys to watch. So I, I'd be psyched to see Deshaun, Deshaun Watson go to the Panthers. Yeah, I would too. Uh, you know, I, all the slander I see on Deshaun Watson and like for him requesting a trade, I, and it's I, I think all situations are different. I, I think with what happened between him and obviously whatever the owner or whatever it is, like. He's clearly he's clearly not about it, bro. Like, like people giving him shit because he wants to get traded, where you know nothing about his situation. Like, I I just I just get like a little bit upset with that. Um, I really do hope he gets into a new situation because clearly it's like, bro, everyone wants sometimes needs some change, and he's and he's asking for it. And I get he signed an extension, but things just got out of hand. He was lied to, and hopefully he winds up on a new squad, but obviously that's the biggest offseason quarterback carousel piece, and we'll continue to watch to see if Deshaun Watson ends up anywhere. I did need to touch on this quick, Rich. I don't know if you saw this viral video of Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, it was like some, I don't even know, it was like a high school. I was watching it just before I came on the pod. I had to throw it into the, into the rundown today because it was absolutely hilarious. Dude's yelling. Dude's yelling, your ass, your trash, like literally just going all out on Cam. I mean, that was like as blatantly blunt as you can get on Cam Newton, which by the way, if it wasn't for Carson Wentz, Cam Newton was the worst quarterback in the NFL last season. And here's Cam Newton yelling back, I'm rich, this and that. Where's your dad? Not a good look. Not a good look when you're playing for the New England Patriots. I mind you, an organization that probably isn't going to put up with any of this BS. And he went out and he released some type of statement i'm not gonna sit here and read it you can go check it out it's fucking real long um but you know the the conversations have been hey is cam Newton gonna be back on new england you know something like this happens i thought he was gone before this he's technically a free agent i'm guessing uh with everything i was hearing in that video and the way i've been looking at the situation with contracts in the nfl so it's not guaranteed to lock he's back in new england i think new england is probably going to be do, doing something different at quarterback I think Cam Newton could be looking at becoming a backup in this league. Something he doesn't want to do, but he might have to if he wants to stay in it. Yeah, I mean, it was disrespectful as fuck. There also was a second video of Cam like talking to the kid later, and the kid was way quieter this time around and felt like... And the kid, I guess, put out, yeah, some like apology or something like that, but I don't know. Bad look for him. Like, Also, just a weird response. Like, I'm rich. Like, dude, you could... 
Like, you're literally the dude running the camp. You could just body the kid. Like, in, not bot, not like physically. Obviously, but like, just, <laughs> just say, body him. Yeah, you want to get no, bodied? Saying, like, just, literally, like, fucking kick him out of the camp. Embarrass him in front of his sentence. You could say anything. But, like, saying I'm rich is the most, like, defensive, like, weird shit to say right there. Like, you're talking to a kid. He doesn't have a job. Like, what kind of insult is that? Like, he knows you're rich. He's telling you your ass. But it's, <laughs> it's disrespectful. It's still disrespectful as fuck. It's kind of like you're at the dude's camp. Dude's a Heisman winner and MVP in the NFL. Like, <laughs> relax, buddy. I mean, yeah, I hear you. Like, I was trying to figure out what you were talking about. Like, the kid being disrespectful as fuck. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, kind of being disrespectful, but, like, is he wrong? Like, all right, like, here's my like, thing. If you ever see him. No, that's such bullshit. That's, like, I saw a tweet on a tweet the other day to find this. Like, this is, like... I guess this is kind of bashing Stephen A, but, like, this is a generation of kids, like, growing up watching dudes like Stephen A calling, like, the top 1% of athletes trash on a regular basis. Like, bro, like, you don't... This dude's running a camp. Your family is paying money for you to attend a camp that this dude is running who is a Heisman winner and MVP. Like, he's not in his prime anymore. He got beat up, but, like... What, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to come to this dude's camp to tell him he's ass? I don't care if it's, like, Brian Scalabrini's basketball camp. The dude was an NBA player. That's a trash disrespectful thing to say have you seen the videos of dudes calling brian scalabrini out at camp no oh dude they're great videos of dudes calling brian scalabrini out at his camp like top recruits like top high school recruits the best players and then like calling him trash and stuff and brian scalabrini getting out on the courts with these dudes as like a 40 year old like 44 year old the celtics announcer and just waxing the floor with like top high school recruits like dudes that are 10 times more athletic than them just old man waxing them in basketball it's hilarious to watch total side point but my main point with this is like that's disrespectful as fuck like i don't care if the dude's not in his prime anymore you don't go to a camp and call someone ass and trash like yeah he's not one of the best quarterbacks but he's a tr- He's still one of the best 40 quarterbacks on planet Earth. Is that trash? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, good point. A, a funny story for sure. Just wild wild reaction from Cam and, and just, just kind of a mess right now with when I just look at New yeah. England quarterback situation. Uh, uh, I'm just waiting to see what happens, see if, to see if Bill can do anything. Um, you know, here's an interesting one on the way. This is the last one I got in the NFL, then then we'll get out of here. Uh, I saw this before I came on, too. Um, And it kind of stems off of this, because, you know, New England's looking for a quarterback. Uh, I saw that Jimmy G fires back at the Niners. He's welcoming a trade. Gonna wave his no-trade clause. I mean, he's pretty much pulling a fucking Deshaun Watson, it seems like, at this point. Uh, There was a lot of rumors swirling around the Niners, and if they wanted a new guy, and this and that. Seems like Jimmy G's not gonna be with the Niners. Be interesting to see which team grabs him. And it'll be interesting to see who gets added by the Niners at quarterback. Because I just want to stem off of this. It was literally the, the week after the Super Bowl. Like the same week the Super Bowl ended. I took a screenshot. I wish I had the... Or I probably could go look at the date I took it. But it was, it was quote, the way too early NFL power rankings, right? I'm like, oh, bro, here we go. Like the literally the Super Bowl ended yesterday and you're going to give me a top 10 NFL power rankings? I go and I look at this, right? And it's, they, they got the Chiefs one, they got the Bills two, Packers three, Bucks four, Rams five. We all know that about that blockbuster trade for Matt Stafford. Baltimore Ravens six, Browns seven, Seahawks eight, San Fran nine, Tennessee Titans 10. Now, the only reason I bring up this list, the only reason I bring this up in the segment, and the only reason I attach it to the, uh, the 49ers, 
because I believe the 49ers are the only team not in the playoffs that were slated into that list. I could be could be wrong just off the top after I just deleted it, but I think they, that's a they fact. They were the most injured team this year. They were devastating. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, my point here, Rich, though, is, is that not all the same teams that were just there last year? If there's one thing I've noticed about the NFL, it is not as predictable as a league like the NF- uh, the NBA where you see very similar playoff teams year in and year out. You see a lot of change based in NFL offseason activities, obviously player movement, not as long as staying on teams or rosters in the NFL, and obviously uh, careers not being as long, and then the whole factor of everything changing in an offseason. I think that list is absolutely biased towards the end of this season. I think there are going to be some different teams that we don't think about that are going to come up. And I think the Niners will be one of them. Like you just talked about, they were so injured. Like having them at nine, I think is pretty low. Like if they're going to get off Jimmy G and get a guy in there, I don't know who it's going to be. There's some guys out there or they draft a guy, whatever, like releasing an NFL power rankings a week after the Super Bowl or, or whatever. To me, that's what you're going to get. Oh, all the teams are, it's, it's just yeah, so it's, dumb. It's like it's all this shit I'm me. seeing with the mock draft right now. I, knew, I saw, or I was reading it with, uh, or I was listening to, you know, I was reading Duke's stuff in the Instagram chat. It's like, bro, mock drafts, bro. You get there, there, there's ten thousand of them, and they change yeah. t- fifty times before the draft. Like, I I don't read any of the mock drafts. Like, I like I like when I see a mock draft that has a player that uh, my team takes that I like. But other than that, I don't read into it at all. Like, I just I wait mean, for the draft to come. That's what I'm gonna do. Football but, is tough for me because, like, I don't watch college football, so I don't pay attention to the mock drafts. But I feel like it's so much tougher to project because there's just so many, so many people in the draft, so many rounds, so many different positions where it's like you don't know if a team wants a lineman or wants a quarterback, like what they want. Like it's so hard to project. Whereas, like the NBA, you could look at their roster and be like, they need these two pieces. This is the best center in the draft. So, like, I think NBA's are just a little more like. Not that they're right either. There's always going to be crazy picks, but NBA is just a little bit easier to project. Like base or NFL is just so hard to project. Like what teams will actually take what guys. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I would think you touched on it a little bit in the beginning. Like I don't think I could put the Niners much higher than nine because, like, who knows? Like <laughs> very different scenarios if their quarterbacks Deshaun Watson next year, or if they trade Jimmy G, strike out, and end up with like Nick Foles as their quarterback. So, like who knows? <laughs> like <laughs> like if I had to guess, it seems like. I don't see how the Pats don't end up with Jimmy G. I know everyone said it for a while. I just don't see how they don't. If he's on the trade market, I can't see any team being excited about what they've seen from Jimmy G over the last three years, except for the Patriots who clearly saw something in him prior to that and saw thought they had something in him. So like, I just don't see any, not that I think the Patriots will give away a bunch to get him. I just think if he's available, I don't see a team willing to give away more for him than the Patriots. The asking price might not be that high, but like, Who's going to value him that much besides the Pats? Rich got Jimmy G going back to the Pats. I mean, I think that's a safe bet. Like, we saw it with Carson Wentz. We're seeing it with these guys going where they have connections, just obviously with not as much off-season activities with the co. I mean, it might be different come the start of NFL season, but you bring up a good point in that. Um, does that save the Pats? I'm not so sure, though. Like, like if I'm a Pats fan, honestly, and just what I saw this year and what I've been seeing from the Pats, and just this would be my like outside perspective take on it. You know, kind of how I feel about the Pats. Like, bro, draft a guy, bro. Like, yeah. If if it, even if you bring in Jimmy G, like we kind of all know as fans what Jimmy G is. Not that like Bill Belichick might not be able to get the best out of him potentially again, but like, what is that? Like, 
potentially not making the playoffs, which, by the way, I think the Bills yeah. are the best team in that division. So, for me, like, start up. Like, draft one of these guys that you're going to have Bill look into and say is the next guy and give him a little bit of time to see if he can come up with it. it that's the only hope for me. If I'm a Pats fan, if I'm a Bill is the guy savior, like, that's going to be the only hope. Not bringing in fucking Jimmy G, not bringing in any of these guys that are on the market if I'm a Pats fan. Yeah. Uh, I do think it brings up some uh, interesting conversations, though. Uh, always good conversations with you, bro. I don't know if you have anything else to shout out before we go, but uh, much love for you making on. Hopefully, we'll catch up soon. I probably got, I don't know, like the snow hopefully melts at some point, but I mean, for me, I'm hoping it's like a couple more weeks at least, maybe more, but at this point, yeah. bro, once March comes, it could be any day for me. Uh, you know, heading back to, uh, work, which doesn't mean I'm not going to be trying to link up with you, but definitely won't be at the, ex, uh, prodigious rate as Chu would say that we've been doing, uh, obviously this winter. Um, yeah, yeah as mean, always much love, brother. The, who knows if the snow ever stops? I thought it was supposed to be nice this week and it has not stopped snowing here all morning. So it's snowing at your joint. It's not snowing by you. Oh, shit. It's, uh, mm, it's doing something outside. Wow, I did not know. We are, we are dumping snow here. No way. Oh, my God, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's absolutely wild, yeah. brother. I did not know that. Yeah, um, started like a little wow. bit before I got on here. Yeah, that's that's buns. Uh, all right, yep. looks like I'm going to try and post this and then uh, play some video games because I'm not going outside. Uh, <laughs> haven't been doing that, so I'll probably do that today for sure. Like I've just been like selling off on them but i'll get back on yeah i'll uh, hop on a little later we got some nice nice perfect size nba slate on when i play draft kings i like a nice like five to seven games we got yep. six games on tonight which is perfect yep no uh no crazy games some like decent ones trailblazer suns hey hold on a second you said that the other night there's 250 burgers and anthony edwards dunk like so like oh, i, I mean, assume I you're gonna jinx it again do. and there's gonna when be something say, crazy tonight, when i say bro. no crazy games i'm just saying like teams that are like very well matched good teams in the yeah, standings the best one tonight suns blazers for sure both like i think tied for like the four seed there four or five seed there so. oh word interesting one you had the blazers one step ahead of my sons in the yep. rankings so real battle for us tonight all right word yep. i'm gonna be texting and, you um, hardcore tomorrow dude interesting game tonight though the wizards who are on a four game win streak against the lakers who yeah baby a, you got the wizards or the lakers tonight wizards baby i was telling my brother and I was looking at the standings this morning. The Heat are going to be back in the playoffs real soon. Don't worry. Jimmy Butler is a thug. Probably. But here's the thing. The Wizards have a long way to go because the Bulls are snidey, the Knicks are there, and the Hornets are scary Terry away from being in there as well with Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball balling out. So I'm worried that the Wizards are going to have to be in that 9-10 and do a play-in. I still think they can get there to potentially have that. But like I'm seeing what I was talking about. I think the Bulls are slept on. I think the Heat are slept on. Those teams could get up into the playoffs before the Wizards. But the Wizards are climbing. If they beat the Lakers tonight, that will help. And which, by the way, if the Lakers lose tonight, I think that'll be three straight losses, four or five without Anthony Davis. Not trending good for the Lakers and LeBron James going forward if they can't beat the Wizards, by the way. Um, And I think they could struggle. They could struggle, man. Like, Brad Beal and Russ could, could score it at a clip. Like, bro... LeBron's going to have to have more than 19 points tonight, I guarantee you, to win this game. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, but the tough thing right now is even out of those 10 teams that make it, right now the Heat are in that 
the Heat are the team in that 10 spot, but they're tied. So, like, right now, that's like the, the Hawks and Wizards both outside of it. So, if both of those teams or one of those teams are going to get in, that means someone has to come out out of the Hornets, Bulls, Heat, Knicks. Something. Yeah, I know. No, so, I was looking at it. I think that. Yeah, bro, that's the thing. I saw the Heat were, like, they were in the 10 seed, and they're, like, four games out of the four slot. Like, bro, there's a lot of shifting that's going to go on, and then you're going to have, obviously, the All-Star break coming up here in just a few days, like a week. We don't even know the second half of the schedule yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and I heard Adam Silver talking about that, too, which was he's trying to get those games in that were postponed in the second half of the schedule. So I saw that it was going to be released soon. So that'll be obviously something we can hopefully get into before. Uh, I had to guess. Going. I'd say the out of the ten teams, I'd say the Bulls and Wizards are the two that don't make it. The Wizards just because they're a little out right now. It's only two games, so they could easily get back in there. But their defense is just so bad, worse than the Nets' defense. You're honestly. going just you're just going solid eight, right? No, I was going I was going the ten for like so like that would put like I don't know the nine and ten teams being like. The Hawks and the Hornets. Or oh, you like got that. them. You got them not making the play-in. Who the Wizards? Yeah, I don't have them making the play-in. Oh wow! All right. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Who knows? I was very wrong about them already. I said I thought they'd be a seven or eight seed to end the year, but <laughs> yeah, I, I me think too. Most people were wrong about. Hey, that, just real quick on that though, I saw. I think I, I posted on my page, but I didn't even mention it. I've been saying this to my brother, and I'm gonna go do it. Uh, except I don't have that much money, but I'll put a hundred down. I saw a guy put ten thousand down on the Wizards to win the NBA title for a five million dollar payout. Yeah, Rich, just just quick thoughts on that. Like it, that's that's not smart, right? Like if I put a hundred down on that, like that's probably not, not smart. smart. Yeah, like not that's smart. a waste of a hundred dollars. Ten thousand dollars? Like ten thousand for like? All right, like the payout is there, but like, do you really think the Wizards have a chance to win the NBA Finals? Like, bro, Jesus no, they, fucking Christ. That's... I mean, like, they le- they have to overcome several things to even be the eight seed. Like, first off, <laughs> they're almost for sure going to be the play-in if they make the playoffs. So they have to get out of the play-in in order to be awarded a seven or eight seed to go up against the Nets or the Sixers. Like, ah. Uh, and then they have to win that and then win again and then win again and then beat, like, Spurs or Lakers. And, like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a waste of money. There are teams you could get good odds on. That like maybe have a chance. Like, hey, if you're, I don't think it's a good bet. If you're real high on the Heat that last year wasn't a fluke yep. and that they had COVID issues, like yep. the Heat would have incredible odds right now. Oh, That'd yeah. be a way better bet than me. Yep. If you're high on the, I don't, I wouldn't take the Mavericks, but if you're high on the Mavericks or something like that, or if you're high on the Nuggets again, I'd take teams that are lower in the standings, but not a team that's like last in their conference because <laughs> they have two All NBA guys. Like Russ and Russ and Beal are great, but that's not happening. Oh, that's so funny. That's a good way to end it today. I love my guy Russell. Everyone shits on him. He's the man. Uh, yeah, he yeah. I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that game tonight. I'll catch you on the sticks for sure. Yeah, that'll be a good game. All right, I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, brother. Always good talking. Must love. Peace. Peace, man. Hey, Richie Dingus, my guy. Made it through on my one-year anniversary week launch of the pod. I didn't even know it was snowing or raining or precipitating at some rate outside. Um, this fucking this state sucks. Uh, can't be worse what's going on in Texas. I think that's kind of chilled out a little bit, though. Well, just in terms of the weather, not any of the relief or recovery. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers out there. Uh, hey, mustard. What's good, my guy? 
I told my brother that we should have done a pod with you today. Or actually, that's what my brother said to me. But I told him that I had Rich, my guy Rich, coming through. But I do want to do that soon for sure. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it kind of looked like it's snowing in Stanford apparently, but not here. Um, yeah, much love to you, brother. Thanks for checking in. Hopefully, we'll catch up soon. We'll get on here. Try and chill soon for sure. Tomorrow. Oh. Damn. I got kind of clipped out in the simulator. But, uh. Um. Maybe I'll try and convince my brother to come up early, early. Would you get up early to come up and golf tomorrow? Like, I'm talking like you got to be up at like, ah, fuck, that's not going to work. Yeah, we're going to have to, dude, we'll, we'll have to figure something. Tomorrow, I got clipped, I think, with the uh, simulator. Because I got a lesson at like the worst time, too. Um, fuck it, dude. We, Dude, yo, you got tomorrow off. We should just go to the... Uh, I'll try and have my brother make an appointment at the uh, S61 by the time I get back. I'll do that. I'll hit you up. I'll talk to you. We'll try and chill. Yeah, Scotty boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, brother. We'll chill for sure. Much love. You always follow along and get a sticker for you here shortly. About to cap it off. Yeah, baby. Good old Essex. Bro, I haven't turned on my P5 in like a week. Just been boycotting it. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Much love. That's all I have for the A-Waves today. Appreciate all listening as always. As always, thought no shame what I had to say. Just a man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. Much love to all my friends and supporters of the pod. Listen to the Station.